Welcome to Revival Community Church. You know, when a prayer request comes up, you pray. It means you believe. It means you have hope. If you pray and you don't have hope, why are you praying? Okay, seriously. If we are praying and we don't have hope, you know, the book of James says that's like a, a double-minded man. Waves of the ocean. He should expect nothing or she should expect nothing. Our faith, faith is another word for hope. You can say, I have hope in Jesus Christ. It means faith and, and hope are interchangeable. The Greek word for hope is elpis. It's from the root word elpo, to anticipate, usually with pleasure, expectation. Did you get that? With pleasure and expectation. Confidence, faith, hope. The Christian sense, joyful and confidence expectation. My verse for the day that I sent Jess yesterday, I kind of had a hard time because there's so many verses on hope. So today's sermon is on hope. Today's main verse is Hebrews 6, 19. If you have your Bibles, your device, however you have your Bible available. If you don't have one, we can get one to you. Raise your hand if you want a Bible. Can we get a Bible? Can JP, can you get some Bibles? And keep your hand up, please, and we'll get you a Bible. Yeah, prayer request, absolutely. Let's pray. Yeah. Last time I should. Sure. Yeah. Strength. Yeah. Guidance. Yeah. Absolutely. You 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 know, you, we need prayer for guidance. That's that should be each one of us. The the Bible says. God's word is a lamp unto my feet. You know, I've said that multiple times in sermons, and it's appropriate for every Sunday. Why? Because we are in God's word, and it's being a lamp unto our feet, okay? It helps us through life. It's more than just the physical. It's our spiritual feet, spiritual foundation. We've got to start thinking spiritual, okay? And that's what I want to talk about today. And let's lift up, again, let's pray for sheltering rings right now. We pray for all the, the men, women, and children, the staff there, Lord. Each one is on their own journey. You know what that journey is, and I pray that you would reveal it to them through your word, most importantly, and through the relationship that can only come through Jesus Christ with you, Father. If they don't know you, Lord, I pray that we pray that they would come to know Jesus so that they would be able to know the Father and know his word. We ask, Lord, that, that you protect them, that whatever their needs are, Lord, you already know. You provide, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name.
So Hebrews 6.19, which hope we have as an anchor, as an anchor for the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. I'm using the King James there. An anchor. Is it saying the anchor's for my body? I think, I think we get so caught up in throwing an anchor out for our body. And we want to steal our body, but we forget about the anchor for our soul. Which hope we have as an anchor? What hope? What's your hope? It's John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That's our hope is, is in him. It's in Jesus. It's in nothing in this world. Nothing. You know, sometimes, and I'm very, very honest that in, in our reading, Don, I know Don the same way, we read things that others write about a subject that God puts on your heart to preach. Sometimes you just need to read it. I can't say it any better. There's, it's, it's, it's going back to, if, if there's any virtue in it, anything good, you can meditate on those things. God says amazing things all the time through people that we should meditate on. Because we know it's coming if you're in his word. You're able to discern it. And you need to read it. Um, this is by uh, Tag Tuck, okay? And he talk, he's talking about not knowing what a verse meant in a hymn. It's a famous hymn. Edward Moult wrote this song. But here's the words, okay? Here's some of the words. My hope is built on nothing less. Do we know this one? What's the next than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame by holy lean on Jesus' name. His, in, his, in his discussion, he's talking about what is the sweetest frame? Do you know what the sweetest frame is? Do you have an idea? What Edward Nolte meant? I've read what he meant by that verse. He met the frame of mind. <laughs> Not a frame of a house or building. He's saying you gotta be, you know, even if I'm in the, the, this, the, the right frame of mind, I don't even trust that. <laughs> I don't even lean on that. I lean holy, what's his next words? Holy on Jesus' name. My hope is, is built on nothing less than Jesus' name. If you're a believer, your hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' name. You cannot build on that hope. The world will try to get you to build on the hope. But I'm telling you, there is no hope in the world. And you might say, well, man, that just, that stinks. Look, I'm, you're in the world as a believer, you're not of it. So if you're not of the world, why are you hoping on anything in the world? You're going to be let down. It might work for a moment. 
a few years. But in the end, that hope comes to nothing. There's only one hope that carries on into eternity. That's Jesus. That is Jesus. But I, I, want to hear, I want you to hear what he says here. Later I began to realize another meaning to Swedish frame. A frame is also a structure, like the frame of a house being built. I find it fun to walk through houses as they're being framed. Where will, where will the living room, kitchen, a bathroom be? Is that a bedroom, a dining room? Guessing what room is what and imagining what this house will be when it's completed is great fun for me. What are the hopes for the future occupants of the house? You see that? What are their hopes for the future, future occupants of the house? Well, where is our house? It's in heaven, right? Jesus says, I go to make a place for you. In my Father's house are many mansions. It's really, you should say, many rooms. <laughs> many rooms is really. And we get mansions and look, it's, it's gonna be one, one big mansion, God's mansion, New Jerusalem. That's where our hope is. We hope for comfort and safety. There are political frames such as our American economy. We hope for growth and stability. There are financial frames such as a 401k, a Roth IRA. We hope for longevity and security. Man, ain't, ain't that the truth? So many of us get caught up focused in longevity. You know, some of the greatest preachers that, that I read books from, they only live to be like 54, 55 years old. We would think, man, that's tragic. But w the things they wrote, the sermons they preached, the people they reached for God and glorified Him in that short time is amazing. It's a reminder to us, look, longevity is not guaranteed. Here, it's guaranteed in eternity. That's what we've got to focus on. That's where our hope is. It's a state of mind. It's our, are we in the right frame of mind? I know you've heard that, been told that. Are you in the right frame of mind? My hope must lean on Jesus. Jesus is my hope for comfort, safety, growth, growth, stability. Jesus is my hope for longevity and security. Jesus is my only hope for knowing God. Jesus is your only hope for knowing God. You can read the Word of God and it may be like gibberish to you. But when you become a believer, the veil from our eyes is lifted. The veil from, the, from our spirit is lifted up. And as we get into God's Word, we find out there's a lot that it says about hope. There's a lot that it says about hope. On Christ the solid rock I stand, on other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Do you, do you get that? So once you step off the solid rock of Jesus into the world, it's sinking sand. You know, sinking sand wants to pull you under. We have an enemy that's 
really good at pulling people under. See, but you have to choose to step off the rock. When you step off, step off the rock, you're stepping away from your hope, from your faith. And it's in Jesus. We have hope. It doesn't matter what's going on around us right now. It does not matter. I'm going to go over a lot of scripture today. And I know I have done that for a couple weeks. I think I've gone really short. Can you hear me now? There we go. It was on. You just didn't have it up yet. Hey, we just roll. Roll with the punches, right? Um, 30 verses. The first one, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope. Living hope. You see, when our hope is in him, it's alive. If your hope is outside of him, it's a dead hope. It will die along with each one of us unless the rapture happens. That's part of the reality of life, of the, what the world has. He is a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away. Listen to this. Here's the key. Reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. That last time we're talking about is when Jesus comes again. That we sang about. But we need to focus on where is it reserved? Reserved in heaven for you. You will not find it here. You know why? Because it keeps us focused on Him. Look up. I'm not saying you, you can't just be blind to the world. Because God has us here in the world, not of it, for a reason. It's, it's to glorify Him. You know, I was talking with Leanna. I'm going to share this, Leanna, if you don't mind. She was talking about uh, people she knew from India. And they know how, who Christians are. You know why? They have hope. That's the thing that identifies them, she said. They want hope, but they've got to put it in Jesus Christ. It's not here. The, the sin nature, the man in us wants us to be here. Because we think it can comfort us for a short period of time. But it's a dead hope. So two key things. This is First Peter. I'm sorry I didn't share this. So if you want to write it down, take a note. That was First Peter 1, uh, 3 through 5. First Peter 1, 1, 3 through 5. A living hope reserved in heaven. Okay? It's alive. That's one verse. 
Second one here is Colossians 3, verses 1 through 2. Colossians 3, verses 1 through 2. If you were then raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. You see, that's what Edward Moult was trying to convey in the sweetest frame. Where's your mind set at? Where's your hope set at? Because wherever your mind is set and your hope is set, that's going to determine your faith walk. That's going to determine how you prosper spiritually. Not in the world, not as the world prospers. I'm talking spiritually. God is spirit, the Bible says. We have to worship in the spirit. We have to live in our spirit. We have to let his spirit live in us fully so that he can fulfill what, what he wants to do in our lives so that he gets glorified. Three, third verse, Ephesians 1.18. Ephesians 1.18. The eyes of understanding being enlightened, the eyes of understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling. What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? Riches of His glory. We get to share in that. We've been adopted in. We have hope. Hope that we get to share in the riches of His glory. In His inheritance. The fourth verse 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary. The things which you see are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. I don't see my hope here. If I saw it here, it would be temporary. It's a hope that I will see one day. I will see my Maker, my God, my Savior, my Lord, my King. That's where my hope is. That's where our hope has to be. What is our hope? What is it? It's that we will have eternal life. Is that not the, the message of the gospel? It's about eternal life. It's not about the physical. It's not about things. And I'm not saying that we don't help with the physical things because that's our calling too. That's how we show our love. Our hope, though, the message of the gospel is eternal life. Why? Because we know we're going to die. God knows you're going to die in this world. The Bible says it is appointed once for man to die and then judgment. 
Now, as a Christian, as a believer in Jesus, you don't have to be afraid of the judgment part. You know, we go through a Bema seat where our works will be judged, but we'll be saved. And if we're honest, we admit not all of our works were done with the right intent sometimes, right? Because that old man sin gets in the way. Pride. Those will be burned up like stubble, but we're still going to be saved. Why? Because our hope is in Him. Not on anything we've done, not on our works, not on this building, not on each one of you. Our hope is in Him. Another verse. Fifth one, First John five thirteen through fourteen. First John five thirteen through fourteen. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, it's you and I, that you may know that you have eternal life, that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. What's the name of the Son of God? Come on, let's yell it out. Jesus. Amen. And this is really important. I really want you to think about this verse, Galatians 6, 8. Galatians 6, 8. This gets us into the Spirit, okay? We need to be more in the Spirit. It gets us out of the world. He who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Are we sowing to the Spirit? That's a promise of God right there. He who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. What's the reward of the sowing? It's everlasting life. It's Jesus. We have hope in that. You have everlasting life. John 3, verse 2 through 3. John 3, verse 2 through 3. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not been yet revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. <laughs> everyone who has this hope in him, in Jesus, capital H, purifies himself, lowercase h, that's you and I, himself, just as he is pure. See, it's that hope. It purifies us. Do you get that? Do you understand that? What hope does, the effect it has in our life, in our walk, in our witness? It's not to say we shouldn't be aware of things going on around us. Look, we can look at the season we're in, right? But that's okay. Jesus said, don't worry, I've overcome the world. He did. He died and rose again one day. You and I will 
rise again in brand new bodies that our minds can't even fathom right now. With no sin, no sin in here, no sin in here, <laughs> no sin in the body. Fully, completely made new in His image. Perfect in every way. The way God designed you. Isn't that amazing? I can't wait to be clothed with that new body. Yeah, and if you're aching, you know, right? As you get older, if you're younger, you may not know yet, but you will. <laughs> Things break, surgeries get required, Things don't function as they should. Can't lift heavy things. It's part of aging. It's all right because I have hope for a new body because I have hope in Him. Amen? Romans 8, 28 through 29. Everybody should know this verse. It's one of the most spoken verses in the church. Romans 8, 28 through 29. And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. That's you and I. For whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. You see, that's the new body we're going to get. Conformed to the image of His Son. That He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Well, who's the brethren? That's the believers. Those, it's those who believe in Jesus. He foreknew and predestined. A lot of people get hung up on that. Don't. You'll never figure it out because God is timeless. He knows the, the beginning from the end. He's the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega. God is not confined by time. He already knows what's going to happen. Another one here in Romans is Romans eight sixteen, Romans eight sixteen through seventeen. For the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit. Okay, you get that? The two together. That we are children of God. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Oh come on, really? Does that not give you joy? Do you have hope in that? You are a child of God. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit. That means the two are together, the two are one. The Holy Spirit comes in. And if, if children, then what heirs? Heirs of God. And joint heirs with Christ. That's when we can go back to Romans 8, 28. The last three, three words, among many brethren. Because there's an inheritance, so we're brethren with Him. Brethren to the firstborn of the dead. He's also the firstborn of the living. Because <laughs> you and I are going to live again. He rose and lives again. Got another verse. I told you we got a lot of scripture today. 
But I want you to really understand, you can only do it through God's word. It's got to be planted here in your thinking and in your heart as hope. To them God will to make known what are the riches of his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So the Christ that lives in you is the hope of glory. Sometimes, you know, we need to go deeper. What's the hope of his glory? Well, I'm going to have a glorified body. I'm going to be just like him. I hope of that glory because it's his glory. It's his glory that shines. You know, I think that sometimes when you read about the, in the Bible, the encounters people have with angels. I think they're, they're shining with God's glory because they've been in his presence. Moses came down off the mountain. He had to wear a veil, right? Why? Because he was shining with God's glory. God wants you to shine with his glory. What about, what's God say when our hope threatens to fail us? Jeremiah 29 11. Jeremiah 29 11. I love this verse. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. To give you a future and a hope. You see, future that's speaking of New Jerusalem, speaking of heaven. Not here. You can't find hope. There's dead hope. The world offers dead hope, okay? Think of it that way. If it's, if it's the world, it's a dead hope. If it's God, it's out of his word, it's Jesus, it's the Father, it's a living hope. Do you have that living hope? Even when you're struggling. Every one of us here, I promise you, is going through some kind of struggle. We may not tell others. We may know, God, this is a walk I have to do between, with you and me together. There are those struggles. There are those struggles that, hey, I need somebody to come alongside me and walk with me through this struggle. And that's where we come in as the body of Christ, to go through those struggles. Why? Because we have a hope. Even when we're struggling, we should have hope in Him. Our frame of mind has been wrong so often about so many things that offer a dead hope. Isaiah 43, verse 1 through 2. Isaiah 43, verse 1 through 2. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. Wow. 
I think of all the Bible verses, that right there, it gets me fired up with hope. Right? It can touch my body, but it can't touch my soul. That belongs to Him. My spirit belongs to Jesus. He purchased me. That's where my hope is. That's a powerful verse. If you didn't get it, it's Isaiah 43, verse 1 through 2. So God is with you, whether you're going through fire, water, whatever the circumstance is. We are overcomers through Him. Lamentations 3.22. Lamentations 3.22. You know, I think sometimes we don't think the Bible is, is in the Old Testament offers much hope because there's so much warfare. There's a lot of bad going on. But guess what? That, that stuff represents the hope of the world, a dead hope. This is a living hope because God's Word is is living it's alive okay get in his word you'll find hope I don't know how many times it's in there it's in there a lot because I had to try to keep this short <laughs> I thought let's do every word of hope in the Bible man bring your sleeping bags a pillow make some popcorn lamentations 322 through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his passions fail not he doesn't fail his compassions for us do not fail Deuteronomy 31 6 Deuteronomy 31.6, this is another verse in the Bible that's used quite often. It maybe needs to be more. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. So whatever you're going through, God has not left you if you're a believer. Even if you're not a believer, maybe God is walking with you today. And he's saying, I need you to take the next step. I can only walk with you. Maybe I need to carry you. But first, you've got to know my son. Look, look at the cross, people. God said, I want to be able to carry you through the sand. But that's the hope that only comes in, in Jesus' name. That's the hope that we find in God's Word. You will not find hope in this world. If you go home and watch TV and, and read the newspaper, I, I, do, there is, I don't think there's anything in there you can hope for. Okay? And when I talked earlier, the sweetest frame being the, the state of our mind, where is it? Where's your heart? Where's your hope? If your heart is in politics, it's a dead hope. It's a dead hope. It is. 
If your hope is in doctors, it's a dead hope. They can give longevity maybe, but then we get, get caught up we get caught up in longevity instead of salvation. The gospel is not about longevity here on earth. Once you share the gospel with somebody, they become a believer. They are now in the world, but not of it. We are sojourners passing through. You need to dwell on these things, the Bible says. Why? What gives me hope? It strengthens my faith. It's the same thing as hope. If you're having a bad day, a bad moment with somebody in the family, go to a quiet place, open God's Word, and let Him speak to you. That depression will turn into hope. It will. As long as you don't have your hope in the world. Because if you leave here today, and you go home, you watch TV, you see all the, the evil, the twisted evil that is actually going on in this world. It gets you down a little bit. But guess what? I've got God's Word to pick me up. I've got Him to lean on, holy lean on Jesus' name. Words are important. I've said that since I started preaching, that God really planted in my heart the importance of words. Why? Because we have His Word. And within His Word are many words that we need to be hearing. We need to be speaking it out loud. I begin to pray God's Word back to Him. God, Your Word says this. He may say, you're right, it does. And because my Word always does, it always finishes what it started. It never returns void to him. That should give us hope. I have hope I can pray God's word back to him. He won't ever leave me or forsake me. Titus 3, Titus 3, verse 4 through 7. Titus 3, verse 4 through 7. But when the kindness of the Lord our God, our love of God, our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us, through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. You see, the Holy Spirit is only poured out through Jesus Christ, our Savior, only to believers, that having been justified, wasn't that in one of the songs we sang? Justified by His grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. You see where it leads back to? When you read hope in your Bible, it's leading back to eternity. But that's not of this world. It's of the next. It's of the next. Has anybody ever had surgery? Okay, probably most of us. Um, were any of you scared? What if I don't wake up? Look, I know Christians like that. And 
that kind of broke, broke my heart. I'm like, man, where's your faith? You know, I've had a few. I've told my wife, look, I'll see you. I love you. I'll either see you here or I'll see you there. You know why? You know why I can say that and mean it? Because I have hope. Knowing if I close my eyes here, the moment I die here, I'm, I am present with him. If I'm serious, get excited to be absent from the bodies, to what? Be present with the Lord. Is that not hope? So if you got a surgery coming up, you've been scared of one, don't worry. You're in God's hands no matter what happens. No matter what happens. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego knew that. Hey, our God can save us, but even if he doesn't, we have hope in him. They went into the furnace. No matter what, they were going to have hope. Even if they died, they would have glorified God because they would not have kneeled to an idol. See, Nebuchadnezzar wanted them to put their hope in him, in his image. God says, no, you put your hope in me, only me, because I'm a jealous God. I don't share my glory with anyone. Hope is in me and me alone. Not of this world. So if you're not of the world, why is your hope in the world? We've got to, we, we, we become entangled. And we've got to start cutting each one of the strands each one of those thorns, vines, whatever you want to call it, gets into us. Start cutting it away. Get the hope of the world out of you. Get the hope of God in you. If you're a believer, you already have it. It's through Jesus. Romans 8, 24 through 25. Romans 8, 24 through 25. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. You get that? Why? Because hope that is not seen is spiritual. That's our eternal hope, not the world. But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Persevere through what you're going through. Persevere through the trouble, church, as, as we find ourselves in, in this world. We would be naive to say that, that more trouble is not coming. But that's okay. Why? Because my hope isn't in the world or of the world or of any person in the world. It's in Jesus Christ, the only hope. Romans 5, 5. Romans 5, 5. You really need to hear this. Somebody watching, you really need to hear this. I don't know who it's for. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Hope does not disappoint. The hope in him does not disappoint.
the love of God does not disappoint. See, when we talk about the hope, we can also talk about the love of God. Because it's God is love. Because He first loved me, I can love Him. And now I can have hope in Him because of that. Hebrews 7, 25. Hebrews 7, 25. Therefore He is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through Him. He is able to save. He, Jesus. Nobody else is able to save you. To the utmost who come to God through Him. Since He always lives... He always lives, He always lives to make intercession for them. God is, is standing, or Jesus is standing there with God as our intercessor, as a believer. There is hope knowing Jesus is my intercessor between God and myself. Galatians 5.5 5. Galatians 5.5. 5. I'm almost finished here. Maybe. Don't get me preaching. Um, I might preach. For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. Eagerly hope. Are you eagerly hoping today? Are you eagerly hoping righteousness by your faith it comes through your faith again that goes back to our hope in him you can change that take say hope you can say hope Hebrews 3 6 Hebrews 3 6 for Christ but Christ as a son over his own house we're his house, folks. Whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. That's, that's that word, perseverance. That's where that comes in. There are ifs God has for us. There are ifs. It means it's conditional. I've got to keep my hope my faith, my trust, my love in Him. Nothing else. Nothing else. Jesus is over us. We're, we're, we're in, in His house. Do you understand that? See, what, what do you see over in the wall? A cross. It reminds you you are in His house. His kingdom. His kingdom. 